everybody. Welcome to the show. We got a lot packed into the episode for you today. First, James Gunn and his departure from Disney, how exactly that was, and his time at, at uh, Warner Brothers. Also, manga kind of being a little bit better than comics and the big titles. Just true. Uh, and finally, our thoughts on Loki. What happened at the end? Did we like it? Did we hate it? Does Brian just suck at talking about it? We'll go ahead and get into it. All right now, Brian, start the music. Let's get this thing started. Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Whittier, of Whittier, of Uptown Whittier, keeping up with the nerd, issue number 56. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. And Renee. And welcome to the show. Were you slightly confused and like, okay, was it 55 or 56 I this did. week? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed like the slight I pause. I, I slightly like paused. The slight panic. I, like, the, the slight panic and I was just like, pick a number. <laughs> Roll the dice, man. 56. No, because I I couldn't remember if last week when you guys had uh, Our Real Addiction on, I couldn't remember if that was an event or if you guys had made it another issue. I I forgot inside the the tag. We agreed to call it issue 55. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. but I couldn't remember in that split second of me saying it in the intro. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah. 56! <laughs> I'm really hoping I'm right now. Oh or I'm about to get it's, yelled at. It's going to suck once you get to like 100. And I'm fine with that, man. I'm good with that. Hey, good, good talk. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> let's aim for 200. 205. Well, issue number 205. Why is that? The nerds 1,600. <laughs> so when do we reboot like uh, they did with like every comic book, like Spider-Man? Like what's a good number to reboot? Uh, it, it doesn't matter about the number. It's, it matters about the uh, chronology, the story like, arc, the story arc. Yeah, when so uh, someone turns or something. Yeah, like that. When, when, or like I think if one of us leaves, we have to like when Brian when yeah. when, when Brian eventually turns evil. <laughs> that's that's when, the new fifty two. Yeah, when he gets his when, when his clean shaved, uh, which a twin comes mm-hmm. instead of the flashpoint, it's the nerd point, <gasps> the twin paradox. Oh Ooh, yeah, the twins! Like, come that on, sounds like that, a video that, we have to make. Now. That, yeah, that's, that's the twin hilarious. paradox Can't issue wait. number one. Their whole reboot of keeping up with the nerds. We'll bring Adam back for that. <laughs> I liked Adam. So before we jump straight into the issue, guys, uh, once again, our real addiction. Thank you guys for showing up last week. Yes. It was a great issue. Nothing but compliments. I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told just it was. It was great chemistry. It was great to have him on. So if you guys are listening uh, to this issue, thank you guys. Uh, check them out. If you guys did not know, we actually uh, collabed with someone, Issue 55, last week's podcast, mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening to this. Um, yeah, go check them out. Go support them. Our Real Addiction on Instagram, and you can find all their yeah, information man. there. Uh, a little plug in for us real quick before we start the show. Keep it up with the nerds.com where you can find all the information on where we post, what we're posting, and what we're doing. 
We're working on some stuff, guys, so keep up to date using that website. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. YouTube, if you have not subscribed to that, we're at 62. We gained some subscribers oh, over really? the weekend. Yeah, yeah we did. we're at 62. So follow us on there, subscribe, and hit that notification button because we post the podcast on there along with some videos. Nick will be talking about his thoughts on Loki. Mm-hmm. That I am. Uh, that video will be posted up before this podcast. So, yeah, so th- that video should be up yeah. on YouTube. And we um, also have a TikTok at keeping up with the nerds that we uploaded i told brian this but we uploaded that in that bit from the loki video because it's the the one where we had our our real addiction right right right, right. so I, so brian was kind enough to have that already ready to post on tiktok and on tiktok you can post under a three minute video now yeah that, that video was like two minutes and 51 seconds posted it and then i think maybe three or four days later i checked on it we got over like 1500 plays Gained like twenty subscribers and then got it got like thirty likes mm-hmm. and it was just like I was like wow okay <laughs> like so what are you saying is we're ditching YouTube and we're going to TikTok. <laughs> going, to, going become yeah. TikTok stars guys <laughs> we're become TikTok stars I think what's uh, what's in the planning right now might as well just say it uh, we want to start making some shorts and some reels yeah. on Instagram so. Um, we're going to be posting some stuff on TikTok. So if you mm-hmm. have not followed us there, go and follow us on TikTok, mm-hmm. keeping up with the nerds. Um, and we'll be posting some short content on there. Okay. It's stuff that we normally can't fit in the podcast. That's what I'm going to try to aim for. Yeah. We have the equipment. We're already using cell phones mm-hmm. to record the podcast. So like it would only yeah. make sense right. to use that to like do stuff on TikTok and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So why not? Yeah. 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 So keep, uh, keep up to date with that guys. Yeah. Uh, let's just, re- oh my God, now I can't speak. Thanks, Nick. Let's jump straight into the issue because we got a jam-packed one for you Absolutely. now that Nick's back. Hey. Welcome back, by the way. Oh, that's good. I yeah. got some R and R, you know. Some R and R. Rest and relaxation. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Brian doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very common term. I Brian, like, <laughs> Brian doesn't do that, Brian. apparently. <laughs> I'm not drinking caffeine today, so I'm gonna be like off. No, dude, see what see because when Brian goes on vacation, you just like puts himself in like a dark room with like dripping water and he just gets mad at it. <laughs> and then like he comes out and he goes, I feel refreshed. <laughs> My rage has been solidified. <laughs> oh man, dude, I need to like not get angry anymore at stuff. That's, oh, that's just nearly impossible. That's, a, that's <laughs> the secret captain. I'm always angry. I'm always angry. I, I, we got, I got it. We got to Like just like crop you out. <laughs> like put, like put your head on top of little on top of a little Hulk, a little Hulk right there. Yeah. So you went on vacation last week. I did. And I did. And I watched one. Black Widow. There it is. Yes. I mm-hmm. watched Black Widow on the ride up. So I watched it on my phone, <laughs> in the back of a car. Yeah. While driving to San Diego. And how was that watching it in the car? I finished the movie as we got there. Oh really? Yeah. Like it was perfectly timed. Where as the movie was ending, I was getting like we were pulling into like the place mm-hmm. i was like oh perfect mm-hmm. like this worked out if you had to give your five minutes thoughts on black widow what'd you think of it it was good done not, not the, it's not it's it's definitely not like a i've seen better spy movies mm-hmm. and i think for somebody who was known as like the best super spy mm-hmm. and everything like that i what i really wanted to see is i wanted to see uh like a bond movie like oh, that's what I kind of wanted. Oh, you I, had expectations. Yeah, like I, because like, she, because the, the, we've already talked about like how Natasha Romanoff is like a, an amazing spy. She could find out anything. She does all these other things. I really did want like a full on like 
we're traveling the world, you know, doing the like just, you know, a spy movie, yeah. you know, some some plot, you know, and it could have been Red Room. Like, it didn't have to be uh, like it didn't have to change that mm-hmm. plot, but I wanted it to at least have some depth or like some like kind of like, you know, like double cross. Like I see uh, what you mean. You like wanted that. you like okay that that actually explains it pretty well because like a Bond movie will have him like travel to different places. There's like a twist to a twist to a twist. Yes, and as it builds up to those twists, it's like explained in like the very similar spy way. Right. Who was making fun of that? There was like a movie that I've seen where it's like, oh, this is the part where the villain basically like tells this Kingsman. old plot. Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Valentine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson. He's like, oh, this isn't the time though. Like, this isn't that kind of movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think, but what you could have done easily, because Kingsman is like a great example of like a really good spy movie done in modern day of mm-hmm. taking that idea of a Bond movie mm-hmm. and then going, okay, how do we flip it on its head, but also making it interesting. But Kingsman is an ode to spy movies. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is that you have a superhero who is the ode to spy movies. She is mm. essentially like the ode to spy movies. Mm-hmm. She is the best spy in the Marvel universe. I would hope that she could handle a, like a spy movie, stuff like that. Mm. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it just wasn't what I wanted. Okay, I see what you mean. I think like, that's fair. Like I, I enjoyed the movie. It was interesting. It uh, was. I really did like Red Guardian, and I liked the oh, whole I like. Guardian, yeah. I liked the whole uh, the family. Aspect I liked the whole it. family aspect. I lo- I loved all that. I but thought the it was so good. Taskmaster. You know what? I'm not as mad. Also, we talked <laughs> I would, like when we talked about Taskmaster mm-hmm. like weeks ago. Yeah. I had told you I think yeah. it's a suit. Yeah, I think it's just a suit. Yeah. I was telling you like I was mm-hmm. telling you that what, just based off of like the box that's mm-hmm. in here. I was like, I think it's a suit. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's like his like genetics or anything like that, like they did in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But also that kind of makes it cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then Taskmaster can kind of be anyone, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of scarier of like a villain of like somebody could just put on the taskmaster suit and just like start raining havoc mm-hmm. it's and not parodied like in the comics because that's the thing is that last two weeks ago when you were on here you said that taskmaster is technically like a b or c villain like he's not a main main villain for the for the avengers yeah yeah it's yeah. he's like there he trains mercenaries he trains like killed assassins and stuff like that he's definitely a, like an elite henchman yeah but yeah. he's nothing special now like even in the spider-man comics that are the current run right now mm-hmm. right. it's kind of like a throwaway character yeah so i do agree with you in that sense it's like yeah it's cooler that it's a suit yeah it could be anyone because it's taken more seriously yeah not only that but also it's really interesting too because what happens if the taskmaster suit was to fall in the wrong hands yeah what if somebody who already had i don't know like kaecilius mm-hmm. or like some other villain was just like there's a taskmaster suit what if i put on the taskmaster suit plus my own magic and mm-hmm. i'm basically unstoppable mm-hmm and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. Like, that's an interesting concept that you can use in a later movie. Did you like the gender swap? I was fine with that. I don't care. Cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. We didn't. So, okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. She's a woman, not a man. What, uh, what, what, are, you, what are you getting mad about? Why yeah. are you getting mad? I mean, the writer's getting death threats now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that is so dumb. Like, it's so dumb to take it that far and everything else. Like, I don't get it. People are really, really, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. Agent. Who's the actor that played it? Oh, John, John Walker. Walker. Oh, 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 oh um, uh, Watt Russell. Yeah, Watt, Watt Russell. Russell. Yeah, we were talking about this yeah. in the video when we were doing the Falcon and Winter Soldier videos. Oh, yeah. That he was getting death threats over the way he was playing or yeah. portraying people Captain America. Like, You're not the real Captain America. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. it's so freaking people, stupid. People can't separate 
like fiction and reality. Yeah. It's the same thing as the Game of Thrones actor, the guy who was playing um, Joffrey. Oh, yeah. All he was doing, like, while, like, he was doing an amazing job as Joffrey, Mm -hmm. but he was just getting death threats for, like, Mm -hmm. three years as he was doing it. Like, he was getting death threats. He was getting, like, I can't believe you did that to, like, uh, what was it to like Sansa and like in his head he's going like these are made up characters like yeah. you understand that right he stopped like, acting didn't he he, yeah. he retired he yeah. retired and now he's like a professor mm-hmm. or something like that inside of England but that's kind of messed up there's and various actors that end up just getting death threats over like the people they play or the characters they play excuse me exactly. it's such a stupid thing to do it's like because we were talking about this last week uh, in issue fifty five we're like because that was I was personally I think amongst the three yeah. of us more excited for the taskmaster reveal in this one why did you send it that did you also send a death threat no i no of course not i'm not that stupid um i get mad but i don't get that stupid (laughs) um but that's the thing is that like what we were saying last week is that you and i were both in that group where we're like the reveal was weird Mm -hmm. but it wasn't terrible because it fit into this giant scheme of things where like it made sense the gender swap made sense Mm -hmm. you want me to pay attention to your hat no, I yeah, no. you did. Because like, yeah, I'm staring at it I as need well. a bit, <laughs> like bit. <laughs> they, they all talked about my bit, sold it. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is that I don't think Taskmaster was that big of a problem. She was fine. No, she was yeah, good. She was fine. Yeah. But uh, okay, I, and I do understand the idea of like Taskmaster is supposed to be this thing, and he's supposed to be very like confrontational, and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of comic books where like you know he's mocking the heroes as yeah. like he's defeating them, and stuff like that. That's fine. That that can be a future Taskmaster. Yeah, we've introduced, that could be later on. Yeah. We've introduced this suit and everything like that. Like, could you imagine Justin Hammer getting his hands on the Taskmaster That'd be suit? Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how obnoxious he would be inside of that Taskmaster oh, suit yeah. or something like that. I just want to see Sam Rockwell again. I just want to see Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best basically what he's I, saying. I, I really want to see Sam. Because Sam Rockwell was, like, the best part of, oh, of Iron Man 2. Yeah. So let me, because we got to wrap this up before we move up to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about, uh, oh, man, why did I lose my, my sense of, right? Well, he tries to find it. Uh, <laughs> the but post-credit I, I scene, yeah post credit scene was interesting I do think it was uh, I think it's really interesting uh, especially since and we all knew we we talked about this months ago yeah. when uh, which uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out that uh, what was it that w- what's her name um, V Val Val yeah was gonna show up inside of Falcon uh, inside of Black Widow yeah. we already knew because originally this was supposed to come out before Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier and because remember we had even said too like it kind of feels like they're expecting us to have remembered this person mm-hmm. or uh, like to have seen her yeah. before yeah mm-hmm. the, just the way that it was shot it was yeah. like oh yeah like this is a person that we should. Mm-hmm. have recognized and everything like that. Um, but I think it's interesting. I'm not entirely too sure if whether or not she's partnering up with Hawkeye or if she's going to be the villain for Hawkeye. I don't think she's going to be like a misunderstood yeah. villain. It's going to be like a subplot. Yeah. I think. So, oh, sorry. But I, 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 and I, and I dig that. Yeah. I really do. Cause I honestly do like this whole, if Haw- what I'm hoping is that Hawkeye is basically born like a born movie. Mm-hmm. Of like it's a it's a spy who is training or has somebody that's under his wing or he's like trying to protect mm-hmm. while also trying to evade other spies or like an assassin that's trying to kill them. Yeah, that was wait he did that in Born Legacy. That's a, that, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're just gonna make that, we're just gonna make that movie good. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna take that script. We're gonna and take just make that, it better. We're gonna take that script and then instead of Born, he's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So I got a question for you. 
because last week we said that our I think unanimously we all agreed that Winter Soldier was our favorite yes. MCU movie, right? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite MCU movie? My favorite MCU movie, I would probably have to say what am I what, like what's my criteria? Like just overall like, like, like a movie I could just continuously keep on watching. Yeah, that like it's still the get representation. Hyped about, yeah. Yeah, uh, that Guardians. First okay. one? First one. Okay. Okay. I like Guardians. So does this trump that? Mm, or does this even yeah. go on your scale of you know what honestly i felt i but here's the thing though i feel like guardians is more fun mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. feel like that's also just because it's a james gunn movie mm-hmm. so like he made it so that way you could watch that movie mm-hmm. over and over again and not be tired of it yeah, yeah and also there's a lot of things inside of it where you could see it like you mm-hmm. could see certain things inside of that movie that you didn't see the first time. Mm-hmm. Like little tiny like things in the background or like, you know, motions or anything like that. And it's a nice little like, you know, it's a lighthearted romp, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And everything else. Uh this movie mm, no, I mean, I would probably probably I'd probably put it like as a mid. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like super it's like the best Marvel movie that's come out mm-hmm. recently, but I mean, it's good. It's, okay. It's solid. All right. That's a fair. That's a fair. It's 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 kind of no. weird cuz it's like yeah. I feel like when it comes to favorite Marvel movies, everyone has, like, their own thing. Guardians, yeah, I can see why Guardians is, like, a, well, a top one. It's funny how just, like, whenever a, either a Marvel movie and now a Marvel show, whenever it comes out, it's, like, boom, automatically everyone's, like, favorite because it just came out. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone's, like, it's my favorite one. Oh, that's my favorite one of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, really? Did you really kind of let it simmer a bit? <laughs> or, like, yeah. you know? well, well, the thing is that I, I, I also put it on rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Like, would I go back and rewatch Black, yeah. uh, Black Widow? And probably not yeah i think for me winter soldier just stands out because it's just produced so well that it felt like like because that's what i said last week is that a good comic book movie is supposed to make me feel like i'm reading a comic book. right right i'm supposed to have those reactions of like oh crap this scene or this 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 the square or this dialogue it's like it mm-hmm. makes me say something out loud and black widow did that like it made it it reminded me of why i loved winter soldier so much and that's why for me personally mm-hmm. at least it's better than winter soldier Really? Yeah, it, I, I found more enjoyment out of this one because it took, it took the spy genre and put it in a comic book and reminded me what it was to read a comic book. The scene that we were talking about is the one where Natasha says like, "Oh, I have to sever uh, that the nerve. the nerve so I can like the pheromones won't work." Honestly, and how do you plan on doing that? that <laughs> yeah, honestly, that is a very Bond thing. Yeah, that, that was very much a Bond move. Yeah. Like I, I can totally see that inside mm-hmm. of like a Bond, like the movie. whole like switching. Like her her placement with her fake moms and stuff yeah. like that, and just having wearing that classic like mask that just disguises her the face. Twist, yeah. The twist, the twist, the twist. Yeah. And then, yeah. But then, the pro- <laughs> my only thing was that I was disappointed that those twists were coming at the end. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, bec- yeah. Because what's that? What's the uh, James Bond movie where he's like uh, captured in a he's like in a in a white room and he's like strapped to a chair. Mm-hmm. Is it? There's it's a, a lot. There's a lot. He's no. strapped to a it, chair. In it's every it's, movie it's one of the more recent ones. Oh, it's not Spectre. Is it Spectre? What do you mean? Might I have been Spectre. Seen, I Who's seen the, Spectre who, do, you, do you remember who the villain was? I can't. Not, not off the top of my head. Was he? Was he? Was older? the guy from Inglorious Masters? No. But point being is that when he's like trapped, because I get what you mean. He's trapped. You feel like it's over. The twist, 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 twist. But there's still like 35 minutes of the movie left. Yeah. Yeah. I get well, what you mean. Th- that's also the other reason why I love like The Dark Knight so much. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, like it's just every single time you think that you're ahead of the Joker, mm-hmm. you're you then realize, oh, no, 
I'm still 30 steps behind him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, and every single time I think I'm going to outsmart him, he's already outthought me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Which is also why I'm really looking forward to the, to the pattern, to the, uh, what was it, to the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Because the Riddler lines that up perfectly. Yeah. That's, a that's villain, what I'm super excited about. That's a, that's a villain that you can easily do that with. Where it's mm-hmm. just like every single time you think that you've beat the, vil- the, mm-hmm. the Riddler. Something else happens. Yeah, I, like that. I haven't been excited villain. to see a Batman villain in a movie than I have. The uh, last time I was was for um, the Dark Knight for Joker for Heath right, Ledger. Right. This one I'm super excited. The same excitement. Somewhere out I there, have. Adam's yeah. yelling at you, being like, <laughs> "Why? You didn't like uh, the Dark he, it's not that oh, he yeah. hates it. It's a, he kind of feels that people who overhype Heath Ledger as a Joker just kind of like because of his what happened to him. Dude, delete why. that video now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's directing? Who's directing this Batman movie? It's Matt a, Reeves. Matt Reeves, the guy Reeves. he did uh, War of Planet of the Apes. I love and, Planet of the um, Apes. Yeah, he, he did. Then, he's been doing all the like the latest Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he did the last two. Love them. Yeah, I have to admit those are pretty those sick are movies. So good. Are, I would. I'm pretty sick. Yeah. So I've told my fiance I that I freaking love Planet of the Apes. That's my favorite one. Is War of the Planet? Is Apes. that the third one? That's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the. That's the. So this one. my dad passed away unfortunately before that last one came out, mm-hmm. and I went to go watch it with an old friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've told my fiance she's like she's like yeah she's kind of shown interest in watching. I'm like I kind of don't want to show them to you because it's like a it's really unsettling. The original ones or the the new, well, the ones? new ones. It's All kind of unsettling in it's like how hyper realistic those apes are. Yes. Yeah. Um, the second one, especially when like the, the humans go into the base, into the camp of the apes and uh-huh. like, they basically like try to like overtake uh, them. Yeah. And there's that one scene where one of the apes opens up the tank and just starts beating the crap yeah. out of the soldier. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, that's kind of like unsettling. Apes can do that. They can beat the crap yeah. or just rip someone's face off. But it like... also makes you, cause that's the thing is that I'm real excited for Matt Reeves to kind of like humanize Batman and like that entire like world because that's what he did is that he humanized the scenario in planet of the apes and made you feel like humans were the actual villains and not just because they're villains, but there's a reason as to why, like our nature. He did a great job with Caesar as a character, just like just bringing them in and just making you feel for him. And just when, and then at the end of the third one, when he finally, he's at peace and he just, let goes and dies. You feel that. You're oh, just like, oh. Don't remind me, dude. Oh my god, that was such a beautiful scene. My my only thing is that, I, especially with that mm-hmm. of this idea, because he does really well with the duality of a villain. Yes, yeah. And he really does well of going like, is this? You're fighting against him, but is he truly a villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like what he's doing is bad, but you also kind of see it from his point of view, and you're like. Mm-hmm. Would I be doing the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. if I had the power and I had the abilities yeah. that this person did, would I be doing the same thing? Yeah. Maybe. Because this Riddler is going after certain people in Gotham. He, it looks like he's going after corruption in Gotham. Yeah. And it's kind of like inspired by Batman. Mm-hmm. So is he really of, a villain? So it, it, what makes what makes me any different than you, Bats? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a very interesting idea of trying to figure out the duality of Batman yeah. and trying to figure out his code. And like how far he'll go and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's Especially awesome. a younger Batman, like a younger Batman who's still kind of struggling on what it means to be Batman. Like mm-hmm. what what is the mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I do. I, I also just want him to say it once. I just want him to say that mm-hmm. once. Like, like the mission comes first. Oh yeah. Like because <laughs> I've never no because no Batman no. that we've ever had on the on the thing refers to it as, mm-hmm. the, as the mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything else, and that's like such a huge. That's such a Batman thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He always thinks about 
the task or the mission in hand first. Yeah. That comes first. And, and yeah. like every animated or comic book yeah. or anything like that, like even Robbins talk about it where like all he talks about is just the mission. Mm-hmm. Is it is does it involve the mission? Yeah. Will it is it mission sensitive? Well then mm-hmm. we don't do it. It's mm-hmm. like they, they always talk about like this is basically what Batman just talks about mm-hmm. all the time. And like no Batman movie has ever ever had him say do, the mission comes first mm-hmm. or like is this mission critical or something like that you th- I think that's yeah, really interesting. you were getting vibes like that in the what is it in Snyder's Batman when he was doing it. you get vibes like you, that you get vibes but yeah. he, he again yeah he never gets a chance to say it at all unfortunately yeah. mm-hmm. Snyder's Batman was a, a studio produced Batman series yeah, ben, so Batman ben, character excuse me I mean the, I mean technically this is Batman this is Ben Affleck's Batman this was this supposed is, to yeah. be Ben Affleck this is supposed like, to be Ben Affleck's Batman this is what he so. was supposed to do mm-hmm. um, but speaking about directors uh, we do have one in the news recently uh, for slightly opening up uh, with a scenario that was happening to him a couple years ago right, James right, Gunn right. Speaking yeah, this was like what, like 2018. Three, 2018. 2018. When he got, when he attempted, so like when he attempted to cancel yeah. James Gunn. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, for listeners that might not be aware of what's going on, uh, James Gunn was uh, hired on to pro- or to direct Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. He right. was about to he was start. He was, yeah, he was already contracted. He was about to start production on it and everything, and then uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get political on this one, but a group be it left or right, middle, whatever it is, uh, started pulling out old tweets of his where he was uh, jokingly uh, tweeting things, uh, very sensitive topics, I'll put it that way, and uh, didn't go over well with Disney executives, so they let him go. Yeah, they have a zero tolerance on any sort of... Well, here's controversy. Zero. Here, here's, quote. Here's zero the thing, tolerance. though, is that I feel like it's not just that. It's also, it's what was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the topics. The, like, the, like the, the topics just so happened to hit correctly. They just so happened to be, like, sensitive topics still at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just so happened to have a tweet that was 10 years old. Yeah. At the uh, time, yeah. At, at the time, old, it was like yeah. ten years old. It was mm-hmm. like when he was like coming. I think he was like in his like thirty. Like he was like in his late twenties, mm-hmm. like early thirties, yeah. mm-hmm. and something like that. And even he said he goes, "I was really young, and I I said some really dumb things online." Yeah. He and everything like that, and like that's not the character I am. Like mm-hmm. you can ask anybody on set, and that's not like who I am mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that. And it's really hard to kind of like judge someone for something that they did 10 years ago. That's yeah. the thing. So like, you're like a whole nother person at that point. Like in know? 10, like yeah. in 10 years, you were not the same person. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, you kind of can't judge somebody for what they've done. You mm-hmm. kind of have to judge them for what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless what they've done is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you, can't, you can't be like, well, I mean like, no, like yeah, no. Stalin, he wasn't that bad. Right. Like you know, and near the end, he helped. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. Good example, Nick. <laughs> um, but he recently came out in an interview, I think it was with Variety or something like that, yeah. where he opened up about his experiences right, and right, basically right. said what, like what, what it was. was going through during that time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, up to this point, it was all speculation. We all had to assume what was going on. Uh, I think a lot of us, or not a lot of us, but here mostly when we were, uh, when we heard that he got picked up by DC, Warner Brothers to uh, direct and produce the next Suicide Squad It was movie. the same year. Yeah. It was, no, it was literally like a following two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally, it was within like weeks of each other. Like D- Disney said, we're going to be releasing you of your contract because he violated some kind of like ethics clause mm-hmm. within his contract. So he didn't necessarily get paid out mm-hmm. for it because he had broken that ethics clause. Oh, okay. yeah. And that was like a huge hit <sighs> because it's like $30 million that you're not going to get because mm-hmm. I think he has a pay or play. 
mm-hmm. which is basically no matter what I make this movie, I don't make this movie, mm-hmm. I still get paid thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. But if you break that ethics clause inside the contract, it voids the entire contract and everything else. So that was kind of interesting. But the fact that DC kind of like I, I think it's so interesting that DC read his tweets and went <laughs> Because They're not that bad. Popular, <laughs> so, in response to that, before we get to like this whole interview, it's funny because we talked about it when that happened, yeah. And we were both in agreement. This is like way before we started producing the oh, show, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, we we said it's. I, I think I might have said it to you where I said it's so stupid that they let him go because even though these tweets were bad, it's not like. You know, it matters at this point. Yeah, because I think he the, takes it back. It wasn't like he kept going with it. It wasn't yeah. like you look back and like it was like two months ago at that time. Yeah, he tweeted the same thing or referenced it or something in that way. Yeah. No, this was again ten years ago. Yeah. And I think we talked. And then I think I brought it up too, where it's like, well, that's like I'm. I see what you're coming from, but at the same time, I was like, if you're a person that's always in the public eye. That's always, you know, you're famous, you're a director or anyone or influencer in any ways. Look through your Twitter, man. <laughs> Delete your tweets. It's such a scary thing. That's the well, thing. Well, the thing is, is that also that's not but that's not what people were doing, though. That's the thing. Yeah. No, because people were going back. There's there's a couple <clears throat> of websites where uh, because the the just that this is the reason why they say don't never post anything. If yeah. You, uh, if, it, if you're questioning it, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't post. it. Yeah. Um, the reason being is because there's plenty of websites that have chronicled what was on the internet mm-hmm. even if you delete certain it points and even if you delete it mm-hmm. like that that information is still on the internet mm-hmm. and the hard part about that is that what a lot of people so like if you looked at james gunn's twitter mm-hmm. it wasn't there anymore mm-hmm. like it was gone mm-hmm. but they had but what they started doing is they started going like back because they had started to cancel some of these like really famous actors and uh what was it and producers and like directors and yeah. stuff like that people in hollywood and then they started kind of going down the list of like who was popular at that point and like how mm-hmm. can we like who else like kind of like deserves to get canceled um and everything else and th- he just so happened to kind of fall underneath that hammer yeah of social justice mm-hmm. uh the only problem the only thing is that i it's, what what had happened to him isn't fair Mm-hmm. So it wasn't fair and we said it wasn't fair because that whole pickup by DC wasn't a surprise to any one of us. I think yeah. that we understood that he was going to get picked up somewhere. It, it was we didn't know the whole drama behind it. But the thing is that what's really interesting, though, is that that's the reason why he could go to DC. Yeah. Because yeah. the because the fact that he, he voided that uh, that clause, his contract became void. Yeah. So that also means your uh, no con- your non-complete clause is also void. So I'm gonna put on a tinfoil hat here. What if it was Warner Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> that released it. Warner Brothers well, went out. It, it and just out like, so right. If we get him fired, <laughs> he's gonna need a job. <laughs> it just plays out so weird because, yeah. like you said, it the timeline is kind of weird because yeah. he got fired from Disney, Marvel. Yeah. Then DC picks him up and says, "We're gonna get you to do Suicide Squad." And DC, then, like, yeah, DC a was month already later, having backfire yeah. on a lot of stuff. That's the thing; they were behind on a lot of movies that they were promised to release but never happened now think about it this way when those tweets came out it was like the flames were just ignited and mm-hmm. they were non-stop he gets fired picked up by dc no one mentions it yeah it's not that big of a deal then a month or two later warner or not warner brothers excuse me marvel comes back and goes like hey james gonna listen buddy mm-hmm. we're sorry we, we didn't let you go we yeah. overreacted can, can you come back and yeah. he comes back and now he's directing suicide squad mm-hmm. which releases next month yep and 
Guardians Three, which I, begins production next year. But the thing is that when they when they hired him back, he was already starting pre production for uh, for Suicide Squad. Yeah, he yeah. Barely, he hadn't even filmed anything yet. No, but he. And then when they when they caught when they hit him back up to go, hey, like come, like we we apologize. We'll you know we want you to do uh, Guardians Three. You know because it is because technically Guardians Three should have come out about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like according to their original timeline, mm-hmm. but it's not like when he came back, he had to start from like scratch. He no. had the script already in he, his hands. Yeah, but the thing is that I and I thought that was so interesting is that James Gunn basically just gave DC the finger and went, "Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'll work on Guardians Three mm-hmm. when I'm done with Suicide Squad 2. No, he gave Marvel the finger. Yes, sorry. He gave <laughs> yeah, I was like, finger. wait, how did he give DC the finger? No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. You know me. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I mix things up all the time. Uh, I gotta stop. I gotta stop doing edibles. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what it, what I'm saying is that for uh, what was it for that? It, it's very interesting on the loyalty that he had for that and everything else. I'm also kind of interested in how exactly that was going with like the cast and stuff like that. So because there was a lot of backlash on the cast as well. I feel like most of these questions are answered in that interview he just yeah. released because. There was a lot of speculation in these last couple of years that this uh, when this event happened and I think one of the biggest things was like, okay, I didn't think we really thought about it because James Gunn was Mm -hmm. a big name at the time and because Guardians was huge. Dude, he's still a big name. He's still. Well, no, he was a big name at the time when it was coming out. He's still a big name now. But because didn't James Gunn also produce that uh, Superman horror movie? Or was that someone else that I'm thinking of? Superman. Oh, no, he produced that. He produced it, right? He helped produce that. It was Brightburn. Brightburn. Thank you. So he was still on track, but in the interview, you know, he starts talking about what he went through emotionally and mentally uh, during the the whole firing process of this. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that I think we mostly grasped from this entire interview was that in his thought process, he was saying, I'm going to be canceled. I'm going to have to start thinking about selling my own house. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able yeah. to work in Hollywood again. I'm never going to be able to do anything again over tweets that he released 10 years ago. Yeah. Let me get this straight. We're not defending we can all agree. We're not defending what, what was, was being tweeted. said. What was tweeted? Yeah, yeah. that's not the point. We're not going to defend what the tweets are, uh, what the tweet said, because they're not appropriate jokes. Yeah. You know, at the time they weren't. Now they're not. You know, it's it's stuff that we're not going to talk about. But in terms of what James Gunn was going through, yeah, I do think it is a scary process to think about because mm-hmm. you essentially tweeted out something 10 years ago and now it feels like you can't take it back and i think mm-hmm. that's what he was going through most of it right most mm-hmm. mostly yeah is that he didn't know where he was going to go from that point on he didn't know where his next meal ticket was exactly yeah um one of the things that really do you re- did you read the interview or no no i have it up right here though okay but so honestly you know but the thing is that good thing that warner brothers did that because warner brothers showed just by that simple act of like yeah. we're gonna hire you to do uh suicide squad Here's the thing, though. They needed somebody. They needed somebody to get to just wrap their hands around Suicide Squad two and really steady the reins on mm-hmm. that on that uh, well, franchise. Th- and that's the thing. It was like the perfect like it was a perfect like we storm. said. It was a perfect, it was a perfect storm. Everything fell fell into place for them because when they tried to do the first Suicide Squad movie, you could tell uh, you could tell that it was trying to be like Guardians mm-hmm. it's by the trailer. Yeah, it was trying to be like how Guardians was, and then they you know put out and then they they did the reshoots and try to make it more funny and try to make it more light and stuff. And when you watched it, it was like, this obviously fit, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fit what we originally was thought was it going to be. Mm. So it's like, well, we got to do another one because you know, 
everyone likes the Suicide Squad. And then, boom. Well, what did Warner Brothers had to lose mm-hmm. hiring James Gunn? They didn't have anything mm-hmm. to lose. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, I'm sorry, I'm going to piss off some people, but it's not like the DC uh, industry right now for movies is booming. It's not Marvel. It's a fraction of what Marvel is right now. Well, that's the thing, though, is that I think it's so interesting, though, uh, because DC didn't have anything to lose, but James Gunn had everything to gain. Mm-hmm. Exactly, what, yeah. Because the, here's the thing, though. What when going into this and Warner, and Warner Brothers coming at James Gunn with this deal, the thing that it was going to show is that studios are still willing to work with me, mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what was really important because if there was solidarity inside the industry of mm-hmm. like, hey, no studio wants to talk to you, like mm-hmm. nobody even it's even taking meetings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's when you know it's bad. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a studio was willing to work with him and a mm-hmm. studio was still paying him and they weren't really getting backlash for it. Actually, people were really excited about it because oh, people yeah. who didn't think that James Gunn should have been canceled um, were like, that's awesome, perfect. Like, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is like a perfect franchise for for James Gunn. That's, yeah. a, that's a genius idea. Mm-hmm. Of course, why couldn't we have done this in the very mm-hmm. beginning? Mm-hmm. And everything. But I think that that was also really important towards James Gunn. And I think that... It, Without Warner Brothers kind of p- putting that olive branch, I don't think that we would have James Gunn coming back for Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't think we would have like you know Suicide Squad that were com- that were coming mm-hmm. that's coming out, which I'm so excited for. He's still very young in his career. He still have maybe he still has maybe like two or three movies under his belt that we know he'd probably direct well, and produce him, really well. Him and Taika are bouncing off each other for both of their movies, you know, because mm-hmm. he's helping him with Thor. And then Taika's also dealing with him with his Guardians of the Galaxy movie as well too, because they because their characters intertwine a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, but that makes sense though. Yeah. Like now, because I I need to go talk to that director because this. Yeah. Your your franchise mm-hmm. is now intersecting with my franchise, mm-hmm. so we kind of need to come to this like mm-hmm. nice little middle because yeah. I think Taika is gonna have some of the Guardians in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and in Thor the, in, Love, in Love and Thunder, yeah, he's confirmed that the Guardians. Will yeah, be the in Guardians it. are gonna be in it, and then in Guardians three, they're assuming that. Thor, maybe or, Thor, or other Thor Valkyrie or, characters. Yeah, Valkyrie, yeah. Thor, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. or like even like Lady Thor, mm-hmm. or you know, who knows who shows up inside Love yeah. and Thunder, but they may be you know joining the Guardians because that was like a really interesting thing with the Guardians mm-hmm. that the, the roster always changed. Yeah. yeah, and stuff like that because when you think about it, technically. Drax kind of doesn't have a reason to be there anymore. Yeah, he's done. Like, uh, he's funny that you mentioned Drax because Bautista came <laughs> out and basically said that he was like kind of disappointed that Drax isn't even considered to have his own movie. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like he's not that much of a character that he needs to have his own movie. <laughs> That's the thing. But that was the thing. But his his big thing was to kill Thanos. Yeah. And they kill Thanos. Thanos is gone. Thanos so what does he have to do now? So what? So what? What is your? And I think that would be really interesting in Guardians Three if they, if they mention like, that if they tackle that yeah. of like. Drax is like just kind of like drifting off into space and it's just like what's wrong Drax and it's like I never thought I'd actually kill Thanos but now that we have what do I do what do I do like what, <laughs> what, what do I do now I would love even more if he takes the credit like he's like I would love the idea <laughs> like, of he's just like did you see how I snapped snap, him away or yeah <laughs> or like ending, did you see how I killed him perfect ending for Drax mm-hmm. him and Mantis just go away <laughs> together Honestly, I but I'd be okay with that because yeah. there, there have been you know mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy things where Drax does kind of like just fade away mm-hmm. and like he goes to do his own thing. He does his own thing. And yeah, like, I think for a while there, Drax actually had his own comic. Yeah, and like he was doing like his own thing mm-hmm. and everything. And I think that's fine. 
But I, I do want to start seeing that like more of like a rotation, and I think that's perfect for you know just like in Suicide Squad. Oh, that'd be where, cool, yeah. Where so, you know there's gonna be like this nice little cool rotation because I already know a Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Fillion, mm-hmm. and like Weasel. Yes. All these characters. Gonna oh, they're die. gonna die. Javelin's yeah. gonna die. Javelin's gonna kill his die. own brother. Javelin's gonna, gonna kill die. Sean Gunn. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Because <laughs> what uh, already I can tell it's g- either they're gonna die or they're gonna be taken over by Starro, uh, oh, and then they'll die. <laughs> and, and then like Harley Quinn and them will murder them. So I've been hearing really quick. I've been hearing things that this might be Margot Robbie's last Harley Quinn. So portrayal. yes, yes, because she yeah. came out and said mm-hmm. that she kind of wants to take a break yeah. playing Harley Quinn. I think yes and no. A uh, little tangent here, um, but this would be—that's <laughs> the thing. Sorry, but it's like I would love to see how James Gunn was to write her off or kill her. They're not going to kill her. They would never kill no. her. No, never. They're gonna—they're gonna leave the door open for Margot Robbie because mm-hmm. she's too, she's too great to kill off. Mm-hmm. She's too much of a box office like winner to like not go to just go. Oh yeah, we can kill her off. Are you, if James Gunn kills. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Do you know how many times they'd have to, or how many things they'd have to change yeah. on that comic book while you have in the store? <laughs> like all the all the main title Harley mm-hmm. Quinns that they have on there, and all the illustrations are gonna have to change it because she can't one. wear that. They only have one, but now. that's that's her She's iconic not even part look now. Of Suicide Squad anymore. That's the iconic look, though. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. uh, the Harley Quinn show. Mm-hmm. She's kind of similarly dressed to that, mm-hmm. yeah, right? I mean, so it's too but, big. But that's what, yeah. So I mean, even if she takes a break, I think that's fine. Because, mm-hmm. because, like I said, I it's fine. Like, when is it not fine, Nick? Do I do you not give her permission to take a break? Don't make this a thing. <laughs> don't, don't I'm take not my words. I just <laughs> twist them. <laughs> don't, don't try to. Don't try when to, the turntables, Nick, turn, is not ready. The no, tables have finally moved around in a 360 don't, don't, don't try to live cancel me That's not live cancel. Right? don't you don't, don't you try to give me the James Gunn treatment right? <laughs> take some, some we take already some agree words. that if it's a James Gunn treatment I'm probably the first one to go no yeah no oh yeah no I'm, I, I'm the one that says dumb things you're the one that just gets. Are we angry. competing on who gets canceled first? <laughs> no, I'm gonna get canceled first. No, I'm gonna get I'm canceled. I'm gonna do this. First. I'm gonna do that. Renee's dude, the one that gets canceled. Dude, first I was about to say. Dumb. I was like, dude, could you imagine like just <laughs> just like Renee gets canceled hard? Like it's just, <laughs> just like, like an he, old Facebook post that just it just stemmed out of nowhere, me, like 2003. Like me, yeah, 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 like dude, me in like, high school or something. Like, I was that. like, what did you say? Why would you say that? <laughs> I was young and stupid. I, was I didn't 16. know any better. Renee the Clan? What? <laughs> <laughs> they had, you didn't like Reese's peanut butter cups back then? What? <laughs> Canceled for something that dumb. Oh, um, but, you know, to move on with the subject, just to kind of wrap it up, one of the interesting points for me was that you would think that James Gunn would have been super salty and negative of the fact that he was canceled. But he ends the interview. You can see it at the end. Mm-hmm. He basically defends cancel culture by rationalizing it. Essentially like, saying, do you want me to read it? Uh, if you can, if it's a short one, short paragraph. Yeah, it's like a little paragraph. Looks yeah. like maybe like that. Go for it. it. Says, I understand people's preoccupation with that term, but it's such a bigger issue than that because cancel culture also is people like Harvey Weinstein who should be canceled. People who haven't gotten canceled and then remain canceled. Most of those people deserve that. Paparazzi are not just the people on the streets; they are people combing Twitter 
for past sins, for any past sins, all of that sucks. It's painful. But some of it is accountability. And the part of it is good. It's just about finding that balance. So he, like, necessarily just, like, he tries to rationalize it by saying, okay, you know, yeah, I went through this and it sucked. I almost lost everything. I probably wouldn't have had a career, any of these things, and I wish it wouldn't have happened to me. But in a way, it is a necessity to have this kind of culture because you do want to make sure you hold people accountable for the like the stupid things they do. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein is a perfect example of it. The things he did were unforgivable. You don't want that kind of trash in Hollywood. You, at well, least well, you hope that people don't want well, that. The thing is that that was that was that that was Hollywood. Yeah, for exactly. Decades. For for yeah, exactly. For years. So that you was, do need that, that to call out those kinds of things yeah, I, and to I, hold them accountable. And you know what? I feel like when it's somebody who I feel like everybody gets a has a bad tweet. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a bad idea. Everyone has that yeah. Everybody has a, an idea that goes through their head and they go, That's uh that's clickbait. <laughs> Somebody's gonna see it and click it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it'll bring them to and it'll bring them to my Twitter, and then like they'll follow me to get upset about something I said, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I and it, it's a weird thing that we kind of did in, in culture is we made it so that way, saying these outlandish things is what got you popular. Yeah. But then ten, fifteen, like ten years later, we then came back and like started slapping people in the face for doing it. And there, because there are certain tweets and certain people that get canceled for tweets that were they a bad idea. Yeah, were they? Is it justified to destroy their entire lives, though? Not really. Yeah, I think even um, iCarly in like the third episode, they were making fun of it because the uh, the younger girl, the one that plays Freddie's daughter, uh, makes a business out of uh, like combing through uh, people's tweets and stuff like that or social medias yeah, okay. to like basically delete things so that they don't get canceled. So like it's it's like a, it's a joke now too. It's like it's a normal thing. It's like mm-hmm. oh, if you're trying to make it big, even my fiance was joking about it. She's like oh, if you make it big somewhere, like you'd have to hire someone to like start combing your tweets and making sure you didn't say anything stupid. It's like you really want to live in a society that's kind of like that. That's the thing is that you want to be held accountable. But I think like what Nick was saying is like you know you don't want to be canceled over something stupid when you yourself have become a changed person. Yeah. You know, there's things that you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. but there's things that you shouldn't have done and you've learned from it. And now you're a better person because of it. See, cause like Weinstein on the other hand, that was a different, that was a different thing. Yeah. Weinstein had been doing this for decades yeah. and then he was still doing it. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it hadn't stopped mm-hmm. like at all. Like yeah. when, when it came forward about Weinstein and people and like things happening to like actresses like 10, 15 years ago, then he also had like reports of people doing it last year yeah you know he he like and, and not only that but also that was rape like yeah. it, it, like that was that was a totally different topic mm-hmm. and he deserved to get like everything that was thrown at him mm-hmm. and everything else and he deserved to go to jail he deserved to get canceled he deserved everything that came to him uh but the fact that james gunn made it had a bad idea bad and he he posted it yeah it doesn't. It does not. He did not deserve to lose his entire career yeah. and his livelihood. Thankfully, he didn't. Yeah. And good thing he didn't. And I yeah. think that's that. And luckily, that's that's what ended up happening, and everything else. I mean, honestly, guys, I'm talking to you, audience. It, sometimes tweets could they're funny in the moment, but they'll bite you in the butt. Mm-hmm. They will bite you hard. So take a second thought. You know, take a second, read it again, and go. Is that too far? 
the more you know. Yeah, the more you it's, know. It should also be applicable to us, but... Yeah, Renee. <laughs> I saw your second Twitter account. <laughs> what Jesus. do you mean? Speaking of something that's dying... <laughs> comic books. Did you really find my second account? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only pans. Only pans. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> comic books. <laughs> Comic books comics. and manga. Renee, go ahead and introduce this next topic because well, I gotta use the restroom. Yes, you comics are books that we read. I thought that's why you brought that you know. giant can. No, that I've you been drinking a lot of water and out of that giant can. Yeah, yeah, it's water. Isn't that, isn't that how you refill it? No. <laughs> like you get. Can a, we go on with the next topic, please? <laughs> you just go to the bathroom. No, no one's stopping no one's, you. No one's stopping you from yeah. going to the restroom and filling your can. Yeah. We're gonna wait. Actually, we're not gonna say anything. <laughs> Why doing? did you have to open the door? Oh, because you can't see in there. That's right. Yeah. No, because I was like, why did you open the door? Why did you open the door to, to turn on the light? <laughs> so, but um, basically, this topic is, uh, this came to me from my friend uh, Hayden. Right. Guys, he sent me this video of this guy talking about, of um, what is it? I'm, I'm like blanking out because I'm just thinking about it right now. He just, Brian is like, talk about it. I'm like, okay. Um, basically, in the comic book industry right now, um, Manga books are, he talked about how manga books are more appealing and selling more compared to how Marvel and DC are. And it was something that I was really interested in. I see it. I work here at the store and basically I do see it every day. And I can confirm that is a thing that manga books, at least with younger demographics at the moment, it's hitting them more. You know, they're they're getting more interested in reading those ones because right. I, I, I talked about it before we recorded because manga books have a larger selection of genres. Right. While Marvel and DC just deal with the superhero genre and try to work with what they have with those characters and stuff. Yes. Sometimes it's very recycled stories. You know, we see those a lot, uh, especially with, you know, like with Batman characters, Spider-Man characters, Avengers as well, too. Honestly, and it's very, it, sometimes it is very rare mm-hmm. when you get a comic book art where you are arc mm-hmm. where it's just like, damn, that was good. Like the top stories, like now I'm not longer following characters now. I'm following writers when it comes to comic books. My two favorite writers right now is Donnie Cates and Tom Taylor. But hasn't yeah. been that that hasn't been your thing for like the last couple of years? No. Well, yes and no. Because been... you mention a lot of writers and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this writer's doing this for mm-hmm. this publisher now, so I'm going to go follow them. When I first started getting into comic books, I think when I was like 16, I was following characters, mm-hmm. and then when I found out, like, okay, certain writers or this writer's writing this story for Batman or for that, I'm like, okay, well, let me see what else they did. And then when I got older, I think when I was like 18 or 20, I was following certain writers at that point. Mm-hmm. But now I'm following, I was still kind of like, okay, well, you know, he's no longer writing Batman, but I'm not going to read what else he puts and stuff like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, now with certain. Certain ones like basically Donny Cates, he got me into Thor, and mm. I never liked. Thor yeah, at you all. were reading a Thor comic a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you picked the Thor. Dude, okay, Thor's cool. So good because in that story arc, basically Thor is king of Asgard, and he's just like sitting there, and then next thing you know, Galactus drops down on Asgard because he was he's he was being chased by some sort of dark entity that's coming after him mm. and he tries to bring in Thor to help him re you know basically I need more planets to eat so I can be strong enough and, Th- and Thor's like I don't want to do that and he goes do you have no choice and he turns him into a herald and now he's the herald of thunder 
and he has to do Galactus's bidding now. Hey, so if you want to pick up these books that <laughs> yeah. are really interesting, yeah. Renee, where can we? Where can <laughs> people? Does, that sounds really. It's really good, Renee. I got a question for you. Yes. If you live in around the Woody area in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, you're close to Uptown Whittier, <laughs> yes. and you want to pick up these books, where would you be able to go find them? Uh, you come here at Undercity Comics, one two nine two zero Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California. Oh wow! So also, also uh, Renee's Renee's trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Or a black market comic book. So. <laughs> I sell illegal late contraband comics. Late, late, at, late at night, he. I do. Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> late, late at night, you see, uh, in the court of law, this cannot yeah. be used as evidence. You see, uh, you see Renee outside in like a giant trench coat, and he's just like, "Yeah, I got these issues." Hey, man. man. I got the new Batman. <laughs> it's just like, got, oh, what? I even got Batman when he dies in 2022. You want to see him come Bruce out Wayne's yet? penis? I've got the issue first oh, yeah. print right here. <laughs> you drew that. <laughs> that is a sketch. <laughs> I feel like so, I just said Bruce Wayne's penis, and I'm like, no, that's an actual thing. Guys, it's an actual. That is. That an Batman damn yeah. number one. Yeah. He takes off. And FYI, I wasn't joking. It's, it's good to know that he's six inches flaccid you know <laughs> in the comic book because you know why why because batman <laughs> <laughs> that guy yeah no i really want i want the i want i want uh superman to be gay again can we do that <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want the pink kryptonite again. You know? want the, wait, hey. what? Yeah, yeah. Back no. in the, back in yeah. the day, uh, which is like back in like the eighties. That would not hold up. No, now. you can't do that. Oh, now. No, you can't do that oh, now. You can't do it now. But think about how hilarious that would be. Yeah, like but you can't do that now. Oh, no, you do but that they did now. the whole Iceman thing when Shadowcat went through Iceman. Oh no! And then it's no, like, we criticized that <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. But still, but, we said that was stupid. Yeah. I know. But that was really bad to bring to have someone come out of the closet as a comic book character. Oh, that you're was, tr- you're yeah. gay. Let me force it out of you. Yeah. Okay, have more respect, please. You're, you're trying Christ. like not being a mutant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like God, this still pisses me off. <laughs> God, it's such a stupid thing to do. Brian's bothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, can we go one issue where you guys don't try to piss me off or something stupid? Uh, Listen, Brian, we could try. But we all know that's not gonna happen. So, oh a really quick, sorry, we got a compliment on our last episode. Uh, his name's Jaime. He's a customer here. He was listening to our last episode. He okay. loved how we were trying to be structured, but he loved how Nick was trying to reel you in in the whole episode. Yeah, you was, said that. Yeah. That was issue fifty-four. Yeah, and I was like trying to like basically trying to reel you back in each time, but Nick was still throwing Listen, the line. Look, look, look! <laughs> I will, I will, I will give the audience my anger. Yeah. If like. If if we make a Patreon, mm-hmm. I will sit in front of a camera for 15 minutes while you and Nick interview me on things that bother me. And I am willing to, like, go all out. That'll be a Patreon, see that, see that, Like, see. A, a, a head vein will pop up. I'm working out, too. <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to lose all this weight. So the vein up here, I'm going to try to form a vein see, that goes straight down this I, way. You just what, see it the, pop. The, yeah, exactly. You see, what I want to do is... <laughs> I, I What I want to do is I want to just, like, get Brian time to a chair. And then just like why? No, no, no. Hold on. Fini- Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. It's, it's hilarious. It's a great bit. Uh, <laughs> so I want to tie him to a chair, and then we just like just say words, like just topics. Like oh. what? <laughs> like I see what you mean. Like, like what? Like just Brian can't get away from us, and we just like keep on just mentioning topics and just mm-hmm. going. I hate doors. Just. <laughs> 
Doors that won't open. Like, what's Doors your purpose? <laughs> see, look, exactly. Mm. I just want to see him just freak out and just mm. like see how long he can like not say anything mm. before he just freaks out. Did anything bother me this week? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't oh, think so. No? no, you were pretty chill this week. I think, I think so. I yeah, like woke you, up. I didn't. After you stopped doing all that. No, wait. I like. I lied. What? Something happened? did bother. <laughs> something did bother me. <laughs> I know we're sidetracking. Really no, it's fine. Okay, so um, like I, I got home that. two days ago, and I wanted to play Call of Duty, but COD had a 128 gigabyte update for season four reloaded, and I remember I turned on the Xbox, and it was like, oh, it wouldn't open. Freaking Cold War. So then I'm like, okay, what the heck? I'm gonna hard reset my Xbox, hard reset it, updating. 128 gigs. Oh my god. Okay, fine. So I'm just like sitting there. It's 9:30 in the 9:30, you know, p.m. I'm, I'm probably gonna go to sleep at 12. And then I look, and it's like downloading like 50 megabytes a second. Then it drops down to kilobytes, and it stays like that for 30 minutes. And I see the time. Oh, it's gonna update itself in like five hours. I'm like, f this, man. I'm done. I was so upset, dude. <laughs> It pissed me off. I was like, what the heck? I was even mad. I was mad for hours. Dang. You know what the funny thing is? Huh. I forgot it. I forgot the update happened. I set my Xbox to auto-update. And it never auto happens. Update. It never happens. It never At happens. At 128 gigs, you want it to auto-update. And it doesn't do the stupid thing you ask it to do. No, I set my... Why the hell do you... If the update comes out at... <laughs> <laughs> at 12 a.m., yeah. why the hell are you telling me at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., excuse yeah. me, to update? My computer just did it. Yeah, your like, computer does it. I, the Xbox is technically a computer. It's a piece of freaking hardware. So update the goddamn game. Why are you making me wait till 9 p.m. when I decide to freaking play the game that you're going to update for 128 gigs? Why did you you're decide? wasting my goddamn time. Why did you turn on the Xbox beforehand? Because I was busy the entire day. I was Sorry. editing and stuff. And all of a sudden, I just decided, the... God, okay, can we talk about so manga comics? books, guys. <laughs> manga knew that was coming. Is, um. is selling more. Than Marvel and DC, that's the thing. But mm -hmm. the thing is that the the reason that's happening is the same thing that you can kind of attribute to our anime ep episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about it's, why this topic was being brought up? I brought it up. Yeah. Okay. I, I like my, uh, Hayden was the one that brought this to me. He if, sent me that video. Okay. If yeah. you were if you were here, then <laughs> you would know this. I was peeing. You had a canister. No, I'm not gonna do it here, especially. <laughs> Shut up! Manga's selling more than comics. Okay, anyway, continue. Anyway, before we were so rudely interrupted by uh, someone. Ah! That the, <laughs> but manga. But the thing is that mangas are they're su they're super interesting, mm -hmm. and you can you can also do the same thing. You can buy like subscriptions to yeah. like jump, and you can like mm -hmm. get like weekly updates, which is awesome. That's mm -hmm. actually really cool. I get weekly like updates on my phone where it just goes. New manga issue, go read it. Mm -hmm. And it's super good. But you're right. It is this thing of the same reason why animes are so popular nowadays is because is the same reason why mangas are so popular is because anything that, you, that you're seeing inside of DC or Marvel, mm -hmm. you're going to see it inside of like, if there was something that really interested you in, yeah. those, in those titles, you're going to see it inside of a manga but you're going to see it totally unhinged. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't, it does not have the comic code. It doesn't have anything. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't yeah. have any of these like sensors that will like bind it could, writers. It could essentially kill off like characters within that story that normally in a Marvel or DC story, they would play it safe and just be like, okay, you yeah, know, yeah, this character is going to still be alive for the next because it's a well-known character in that universe. Well, not only that, but also mangas are such interesting stories because it's a, it, it's not just an arc. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh yeah, you know, 
Batman did this. He fought the Court of Owls mm-hmm. and everything like that. You know, two years later, they go, cool, we're going to reset Batman mm-hmm. in the court of, and he has to fight the Court of Owls again mm-hmm. and everything else. No, this is so-and-so fought this, per, you know, he fought him, he fought, they mm-hmm. fought back, so-and-so died, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not coming back into this story. Mm-hmm. It has way more gravity to it than some comic books do. Because most of those mangas have endings manga manga whatever god manga. no i don't i don't care it's a, it's a man- it's mangoes a man- we'll call them man- mangoes i'm gonna call them mangoes man- so the mango <laughs> you're a mango the- <laughs> um so those those mangas they have endings they have planned endings in a way sometimes sometimes right it's, yeah but like that's probably one of the reasons as to why those characters you can kill them off easily and it doesn't matter well, because there, there was a story arc yeah but i mean some popular mangas and animes they still bring old characters back dragon ball z with frieza you thought he died at the end of that's, the frieza saga but that's a little different that yeah that's why it's, they, it, different. it's different rules in yeah. a have, way. have they ever done that with the longest running one right now is one, one piece? piece yeah have they no, ever done you, that? No. If they die, they die. They've been dead for. They, yeah. They've stayed dead. There's really no way unless, of like bringing them back, mm-hmm. unless in because here's what here's what One Piece does a lot. They give people a hero's death. They mm. do that so much, yeah. and it's like an arc. Yeah. Of like you know, um, like there's an entire like there's an entire scene for one of the characters. Uh, his name is Whitebeard. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen One Piece. Uh, so you're only a thousand, you're only th- 2000 issues behind. Uh, <laughs> but in that one, it's called the great war. There, there's a great war arc where it literally you have like two sides. You have the pirates versus like basically the police of, uh, the seas and people are dropping like flies in that, in that arc. Mm-hmm. Like people are just dropping off, dropping off. And like two main characters just get like murdered, but they, but they have these like, incredible deaths like they have some really interesting deaths and they and it under in the storytelling understands that these are now going to transform the world mm-hmm. like these are important things because mm-hmm. this character died and he was basically the king of the pirates or mm-hmm. he was in charge of like this like area of pirates what happens there's a vacuum now mm-hmm. like it was an important thing that he stayed dead or else that vacuum just go it, it goes away and everything goes back to status quo mm-hmm. so you needed that vacuum not only that but also there's another character that like it helps luffy become stronger with like his pain of loss and understanding that he can't save everybody and everything else and it's it's a it's a very like hard arc afterwards because there's an entire arc of there's like 10 episodes or 10 issues Mm -hmm. afterwards or 10 15 issues where it's luffy dealing with this luffy is now dealing with this pain he's dealing with loss Mm -hmm. how do we do this so let me who's the let me ask this who's the who's the uh the guy in the video well no i have to pull that up hold on you go ahead and pull that up but yeah but I, i i mean okay so last what was the last time that in a comic book a character was killed off and they stayed dead. Like they stayed, stayed dead. Like still dead to this day, like right, right dead, now. Like dead till right now. Like the series ended and that character is so still that's dead. So that's a difficult thing to say because unlike it's, – it's hard because I feel like I'd be assuming what most people – how people consume media here. Like I can't talk about the anime manga – you know, community, because I'm not a part of it. I, I could care less. I have my favorite animes. 
I have my favorite mangas, but I'm not going to relate to them as hard so, as like most others. So Chuck Dixon, Chuck Dixon was the one that talked about in an interview with um, I don't know who exactly, but the guy was just reacting to it. The video, the guy in the video, uh-huh. he was just reacting to what Chuck Dixon. What's his name? Um, his name is Eric July. Okay, so he he was because re- Chuck Dixon was talking about like what the difference is. You said it like you know how manga differs, and they were talking about like politics, the way the storytelling was being told in mangas, how like different publishers focus on certain things here right. in the U.S., all these different stuff. But you know, in terms of like what I see in the comic book community here in the U.S., you can't kill off characters forever because then you start to lose audience attention there's nothing else that grasps it i think that most at least for me personally i'm going to talk about my personal you know how i consume comics here i relate to the characters and the stories are just the icing that goes with the cake so for me peter parker spider-man when he died it was hurtful for me it was you know hard for me to take in because i related to him you know, and I could relate to him more than I can relate to any other anime character that I, you know, consume, watch, or read. But when you kill off a character like that, at some point you have to bring him back because then you start to lose that audience attention. Am I going to come back if Parker stays dead? Probably not. I wouldn't have picked up another issue. I would have been pissed off. That's why that Superior Spider-Man run only lasted like 30-something issues. Because they knew that they needed to bring him back. By issue five or six, they were already teasing that Parker was still alive consciously in his mind. Yeah. 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 And it was just to tease you to keep you going. Because I'll be honest with you, I remember three to four issues in, I was already lost. It was like, I could care less. I don't want to Doc Ock Spider-Man. He's too violent. He doesn't understand the responsibility of being Spider-Man. Why do I need to keep buying these issues? Issue six, seven, or eight, whatever it was that happened, right then and there, Conscious comes out, Parker's still alive. Yeah, I'm going to go back into it. With anime, when I consume it, can I relate to any of these characters? My Hero Academia, for example? Not not really. No, you're more of a Bakugo. No, I'm not like Bakugo. No, far from it, dude. I'm not an asshole like that. Bakugo's an ass, dude. I know. He's a straight up asshole. Like, that's the thing is that these characters are cool, but I can't relate to them in a way that I could relate to someone like Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, people could relate to, like, Logan Wolverine or Scott Summers Cyclops. Or I don't think anyone can relate to Scott Summers. No. 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 Loser. Um, But you get what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's probably why it is that the comic book industry here in the U.S. can't necessarily kill off those characters. You kill off Harley Quinn, what ends up happening? Here's the, here's my thing though, uh, and I feel like this is, to answer your question, you uh, people would riot in the streets mm-hmm. and uh, just go crazy. But I have to say, but this is the problem with the universe. This is the problem with, with the you. universe. No, 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 no. This is what this is what it. This is the main problem that you have with comic books that have built universes. Mm-hmm. They've built uh, overarching titles that all uh, attach to each other mm-hmm. and everything like that. They're, it's a great idea. It's so cool that it leads to a lot of different storytelling ideas. But because you did that, whatever happens in this one has to affect the others. Whereas in manga, there's a lot of different stuff that's just, this is an isolated universe. This mm-hmm. is an isolated world. Whatever happens here, happens here. Mm-hmm. And it does not affect anything else. So I can have 
30 different mangas coming out of my studio and they all have different consequences. They have different uh, repercussions. They have different things like that, but they all don't need to talk to each other. They don't need they to exist in their separate they, universes. They exist in separate universes. There's different studio, they're different housing, everything else. That means that they can kind of make the story that they want to do because let's just say that there's a Batman story or there's a Spider-Man story and it's going up and there's already a crossover that's going to happen with the Avengers soon. And they already know we're going to be having Spider-Man crossover with the Avengers. That means that whatever that writer is doing, he has to then start pivoting towards this Avengers crossover. Mm -hmm. So whatever main story is there, he's going to have to start pivoting. So that way he can attach it to that Avengers comic or figure out how whatever the main story is doing has to connect into there. Whereas in manga, in a, in a manga you don't have that. You literally have... What is my story about? What is this? I'm just going from the beginning, middle, to an end. It wants to tell a story, and it builds on that fact without any interruptions. Right. Point being. Totally understandable. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this then, okay? Because you, do you read mangoes? You don't read mangoes? No. Do, you read, so do you read? Do you read? Just so much. I'm going to get that manga behind you on my shirt. <laughs> Okay. You obviously read mangoes. So like, let me ask you this. this is a mango. All right, relax. Now? Hey, are you turning into me? Yes. <laughs> we gotta wrap it up pretty soon. Yeah. So to, let me let me ask let me let me ask you this. Okay. How do you fix the American comic book industry? Because I, I, there's a good example of a character that's kind of passed on the mantle. Venom. Venom's a recent character that actually did pass the mantle. Right. It went from uh, Eddie, Brock Eddie Brock to Flash Thompson. Yes. To Eddie Brock. To well, okay. in a way, Flash. I don't Thompson want split. anyone coming at after you because it's Eddie Brock. Then Flash. It's, no, it's Scorpion. Scorpion got it for a little bit. Yes, Dark Avengers. That's why. <laughs> and then then Flash got it. And then after that, it, it went was, back to Eddie for a bit. It was a crook guy. It was like a crime guy. He only had it for like two arcs, and then Eddie Brock got it. And so. then Eddie became like the mystic, all powerful, symbiotic yeah. god. And then he passed it on to his son. Yes. So in a way, they did pass on that mantle. They didn't technically kill Eddie Brock, but like Venom is still passed on through someone right. else. They almost so, did. They gave him cancer for some reason. Eddie? Yeah. They, he had cancer after Because the symbiote affected symbiote, him at a molecular yeah. level. Yeah. Also, Why would anyone come after me for the Venom thing? Also, come I at just, me. What are you going to do? No, no, what are they going to do to me? I don't want anyone commenting being like, well, actually. <laughs> okay, come <laughs> at me. What are you going to do? What well, are you going to do? Fight me in the comments. Let's go. That's also a Deadpool thing. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just like, oh, yeah, this worked in Deadpool. Let's use it here. So how do you fix the American comic book industry then? To make it more appealing for people don't, to come in? For one, it's our censorship. There are certain stories yeah. that we just can't tell. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a... Among, in a manga, you can tell whatever story you really want. Like, think about it. Do you think that Attack on Titan would have gotten a, uh, a comic book about it? Not the way it's told? Not the way it's told. It's not mm-hmm. a political thriller. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, you would never have a... Uh, My Hero Academia, you would not be able to tell to tell some of these stories in, that yeah. are inside of My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. It has all, like, the great... the Like, the like pretty good arcs of, mm-hmm. like, a superhero comic book. But there are also other arcs that are dark and like the super brutal and it's like okay yeah the, like this yeah. kind of crosses a line yeah yeah where like united states would never kind of do this or anything like that it, it has to be what you're telling the 
also whoever when people read manga they're uh, it's some of them are a uh, mature audience they're 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 mm-hmm. older they, mm-hmm. they they want to read these stories mm-hmm. they want they don't want these recycled stories that they've seen for the last past 20 30 years they want to see something new they mm-hmm. want to when i read this story i want to be surprised mm-hmm. i want to yeah. like enjoy it and everything else but not only that but also some sometimes you know, you have mangas that are just slice of life. You just have a manga where about somebody living their life, and it's, and it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. You never, you don't have a manga, uh, you don't have a comic book really, of just somebody enjoying their day. Yeah. My next thought is this: the demographic in which what in which these things are being sold to. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot more kids pick up comic books. And no, yeah. Uh, so it's like kids will pick up comic books, but teenagers will read mangas. And right. I've noticed that. Yeah. And then adults pick up both adults. Yeah. Adults will pick up both depending on, you know, but do you think the longevity of these mangas are going to be, you know, as long as a comic book? Yes. Because, uh, if the, if the manga was really good, it's going to get an anime. Yeah. Um, I still get a lot of people that buy Akira, mm-hmm. the mangas for Akira is a cult though. It's a cult classic. Yeah. But it, it's never going to, that, that's it's yeah. a good story. That's why it keeps moving. So that's, that's the thing though, is that like you have, manga is like Akira Mm -hmm. and it never dies one because it's a great Mm storyline but two pop culture wise it's referenced through like a lot of different media in America same like Rick and Morty mentioned it like what it was in season oh, four, one of the episodes. Yeah. In like a past yeah. season, you got Akira. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. If I start ever, t- which oh, if I see any more Akira stuff, then <laughs> you're going to get out of here. <laughs> I think it was in that same video that you mentioned, though, that American comics influenced the creation. Oh no, it was a different. Was it that, or was it a different TikTok that I watched? It was saying how like American comics at the time, basically, when the U.S. Um, I don't know if this is historically accurate. I might need to double check it, but when America. Or when the U.S. basically, uh, uh, not militarized, but like they they um, they landed in Japan and mm-hmm. they made bases over there. Occupied. Occupied. Thank you. Um, they brought over uh, some culture stuff, which like comics, and those comics. American comics influenced the creation of Astro Boy, which was like the first manga that was created, I guess. But the I thing might is be that, wrong. But uh, yes and no. Yeah. Okay, because mangas are he. There's there there is some history behind yeah. like the, the the manga, where it does come from you know ancient Jap- like Japanese drawings stuff like that. Some of the that's why some of the stories that are told also have to do with like you know old you know you know old stories that are modernized. Yeah, yeah. in Japanese cultures, um, it really did kind of bring that because that because Astro Boy you could really attribute to kind of being like one of like the beginnings like the beginnings of this medium yeah of like okay yeah because it is that cross of uh of west and east coming together and making this and making and making a form of art yeah and i because i would definitely say that mangas are the like child of like this of this like brainchild of like this cultural like renaissance and but yeah i know but the thing is that Japanese readers want to read because a lot more Japanese readers are adults. Mm-hmm. Like kids read them, but adults read them more. It's, I think to go back on this idea, kind of like finalize it. I think the biggest point that you hit was politically speaking. That is what's murdering the politics is what's kind of killing off the American comic book industry 
it's the censorship that isn't allowing writers and artists to be, you know, 100% to their creative, like, to bring in 100% of their creative potential. Right. You have a lot of these stories that you wish you could see in comic books and they just can't happen because it might not sell. And it's kind of going along that idea of like, okay, you know, if its creator has to trust that there's an audience there for them to be, you know, right. for, for, for that medium to be consumed. You have to believe that the audience is going to want to buy these issues, not because it's going to appeal to, you know, a demographic and that's where you're going to get the money. You're going to sell it because its story is good. Um, I don't mean this to say this in the wrong way or anything, but, you know, one of the biggest issues that I've had that we both talked about was the forced appropriation that you see in comic books nowadays mm -hmm. you need to sell a superhero comic book that fits into the stereo not the stereotypes but the um the the culture that's being involved around today mm -hmm. like camilla khan we said that camilla khan miss mm -hmm. marvel is probably one of the best newest superheroes to come out mm -hmm. not just because she's representing or like she's representing that you know mm -hmm. that race yeah. i guess she's uh, a that group. yeah yeah but because she's a well-developed character yes. that really sells on that idea. Right. Politically, like if we're going to talk about social politics and stuff like that, there's a lot of writers out there that are being forced to shove in these ideas into these stories and, you know, just selling on the fact that it's there because that's what this, that's what, you know, the public wants to read. Yeah. And that's not true. You want to relate to these characters. Miles Morales too. Yeah. He was in the beginning in his ultimate run. He was awkwardly wrote written in, uh -huh. but then it wasn't until later on he was he was then shown in a better light and stuff. Because it was like basically like he was bitten, but it was like before Peter Parker died. So he was like basically this kid that was just had super spider powers, but Peter Parker never met him and stuff. And then now when you read or watch anything that has to do with Miles Morales, he's being mentored by peter parker now mm, right so they altered that a bit because it was very weird it was like this random kid and he just became spider-man but didn't know how to do it yeah. you would all, you, yeah. you would you would also imagine that if peter you know heard yeah or like even a rumor about yeah, another yeah. Uh, uh, like another spider person he would try to find that he person. would try to find him yeah like because i would yeah yeah and everything else but his what happened to me is very rare mm -hmm. I, I not only just something I would want and like, you know, show someone. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it is that you pick up a comic book to relate to the characters, whereas you pick up a manga to forget the kind of realistic world that you're in. Because mangas are just you have your slices of life, which I feel like I'm people so, I'm so proud of you right now. Well, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a weed. You use, which I, you use terminology. I'm so proud. <laughs> weed term terminology. Yeah, All right, sorry. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna say it again. You know, you have your mangoes that are slices of life. <laughs> I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna murder this guy. I said it for you. You're welcome. Don't but worry. your slices of life, you know, that mm -hmm. you could, you know, read and be entertained by the relationship that you have towards these things, mm -hmm. right? And you have your other mangas, mangas that you know are just badass. My Hero Academia, yeah. Attack on Titan. Those are the ones that are big sellers because the animation, mm -hmm. for in terms of the anime, it's fantastic. It's yeah. great to watch. Uh, what is that one called? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh as yeah, well. I yeah. love Full Metal Alchemist. I, have, you, have you seen those uh, those TikToks? So mm -hmm. I, I think I sent you one the other day, what? where it was like, uh, what was it? Of like, the guy hey, reacting? No, of uh. the guy going like it, like the animation studio, uh -huh. and he's just like, all we need to do is this guy. This kid just jumps. <laughs> kid just jumps. That's all he does. <laughs> like we don't have to put anything extra, yeah. and we got extra time. <laughs> what do you guys like? What do you guys want to do? And he's just like, did you say we have extra time? And then it shows the scene where Bakugo 
jumps into the air uh-huh. when he's uh, after he's been captured yeah. by uh, All for One. Oh yeah, and it's just like he's just like shooting himself into mm-hmm. the air. It's like this epic like mm-hmm. his face going and everything like that. And then he grabs on. And he's like, "You idiot!" Mm-hmm. And like, and it's just like a super cool moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like they'll spend the money so it looks cool. Yeah, but not all animes are like that though. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. all animes do yeah. that. I mean, I think it's just certain studios will do that. Like Funimation pays attention to certain things of how. Well, well, the thing is that there's also some studios that make really weird decisions. Yeah. Like uh, there's there there was one that me and a couple buddies were watching when we were uh, going on the list of lists of an anime of animes to watch, and what we essentially and we got to it was called Kingdom. Uh, Mm -hmm. And when we got to Kingdom, it. It's a very popular manga. It's super popular. Everybody loves it. It's like, it's one of like the best like feudal era mangas. It's really, really good. Yeah. They turned it into an anime. And so that way they could do these large scale battles. They turned, instead of being a 2D animation, they did a 3D animation uh, and uh, CGI. And it looks terrible. <laughs> like,. Like the like the actual people are super choppy. Where it's like, oh yeah, like if they had like five more frames, this would look really cool. Mm-hmm. But they don't, so it's just like it looks like robots where they're just like, like that, and it looks really bad. And you can tell the studio made a mistake when you watch it because once you get to season two, they cut down on the three D and they start adding more two D. <laughs> and then like eventually in season three, they start like really cutting down on the three D and like mm-hmm. majority of it's two D. So it's so I mean some studios just make bad decisions. Yeah. Dragon uh, Ball Z with Dragon Ball Super and having to redo the entire movie again. What do you mean? The Battle of the Gods, how they released that movie and they said, "Oh yeah, we're going to do Dragon Ball Super" and they basically did the whole movie in like 3 episodes. They didn't do the whole movie in 3 episodes. It was like 7. Like yeah. Seven oh yeah, episodes. I forgot Dragon Ball. It's like, it's like oh, 7 or 8 episodes. Ball. Oh, it's interesting if you little sidetrack before we wrap it up with final thoughts. Um you can if you've ever seen Battle of the Gods, the movie's Good. It's a, it's a good looking anime. It's a good looking right, anime right, right, movie. Right. Um, but then when they released that movie, they then announced a couple months later we're going to release Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. And instead of starting from that point, mm-hmm. they went back and redid all of Battle of the Gods mm-hmm. or Battle of Gods. Um, but <laughs> the funny thing is, the fight scenes in the Dragon Ball Super anime. That you can tell that the animators were like, we've already done this, mm-hmm. so the animation is garbage. They, they cut a lot of corners. Yeah, uh, they did. They cut a lot of corners where it's like, yeah, like we we're we're not gonna reanimate this. Like we this is the second time we're animating the same fight. So <laughs> to wrap up this topic and to wrap up the uh, the podcast uh, because we do have like two second thoughts on Loki. Um, what does the American uh, comic book industry need to do Nick to better itself. I think that we need to kind of get away. Uh, and the, I honestly, it does kind of go back to this whole like um, me too thing and everything like that. It, it, it needs to kind of shy away from this whole censorship thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people in industries do need to kind of tell a story that they want to tell mm-hmm. and everything else. And unfortunately right now, uh, if you tell a certain story, there is this thing in the United States where it could backfire and mm. like people just shoot it down just because of the idea and everything else. Whereas in Japan, in like Japanese animes and stuff like that, it's like, do you want to do what? Yeah. And they just do it. <laughs> and then they go, I'm sure there's an audience for it somewhere. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We'll get. And, but the thing is that I've noticed too, is that in mangas, what they'll do is they're, if they're not sure about the story, then they'll, they'll turn it into like a mini series. Yeah. And like it'll only be like I don't know, like maybe like eighty issues, 
And then it's like only that, 80 issues. Only 80. It's, it's Jesus. Not, it's not a lot. It's not a lot it's compared a lot. to mangas. Yeah. It's not a lot. But, all right. <laughs> but, but, in all, but the thing is that because there isn't like this like strong or like this like we're not sure if whether or not it's going to be good or whether people are going to pick it up. That's kind of like they're like that's a light. That's a, like a, a light little like, OK, cool. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you your idea. Let's see if it runs. And then usually if it picks up, they go, cool, we'll add issues or we'll we'll like extend or anything like that. Or this end game thing that you wanted, we'll extend it out and we'll fill it with something and everything else. So that's always really fun. Gotcha. Now, Renee, as someone that actually works in a comic book store and sees it firsthand, mm-hmm. what do you wish the comic book industry were to do to better itself to compete against the manga? Again, um, kind of going off of what Nick says, I think if anything, it just needs to take a little bit more risks, mm-hmm. if anything. Um, if we're going to kill off a character, you know, kill him, kill off. them off, you know, or at least for like a good few years, like at least with Professor X, he was he was killed in AVX, right? Yeah. Yes. He died at the end of AVX, but he returned what, like maybe seven, eight years later. You know, it's been a while. Technically, but they used his brain for a bit. Remember Red yeah. Skull? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Thing. But even then, like you know, it wasn't. He wasn't like back back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Oh, In yeah, AVX, Xavier dies, and there was an arc where Red Skull. Uncanny. I think it was like Uncanny Avengers or something like that. Was it? It was something. It was yeah. like a reboot of it, something. Yeah. Wait, hold on. So Red Skull removed Xavier's brain, and he uses it. To and he became like, like onslaught or something. Something like, that. like, like that. Red Skull onslaught. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you the. I have the. I have the first <laughs> prints of those issues. So it was kind of weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, hundred percent agree. I think that it, it's it does have to do a lot with risk and kind of not necessarily fully ignoring the social politics that are revolving around the U.S. right now, but kind of understanding that it's not going to sell long term. Like, I'm sorry, but if you do like a one-off, it doesn't hurt anyone. What was the most recent Captain America that they just released that he was like, um, it was the first gay Captain America. I haven't read like that, that one. That's in a, in a, um, a United States of Captain America. Yeah. But yeah, they released uh, uh, the like a gay person. Yeah posing as captain america in his like city and stuff like that those releases hurt no one like i mean it's not a negative release it's nothing bad if it doesn't interest you don't pick it up don't buy it but in terms of it you know being an overshadowing aspect of the comic book industry it's not it has to do a lot with what these publishers are essentially allowing the writers to do Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that these consequences like you said nick that they mean something you have these characters that have been around for more than 50 years so they have to learn. Parker's consequence of ignoring what happened to his uh, to his uncle, ignoring mm-hmm. the the person that ended up killing his uncle, mm-hmm. that sticks with him, right? But we were joking about this a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when because I'm rereading all the Spider Man uh, after Dan Slott left, is that he basically kind of wrote off all the consequences he learned from Superior Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man yeah. run, and you know now he's restarting this entire thing. You can't do that. You have to keep these consequences to these characters to make well, them more appealing. But the thing is that 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 doesn't come from the writers. That comes from the publisher. Mm-hmm. That comes from Marvel. That comes from DC. Basically going like, yeah, the arc that you did with them. So good, everybody loves it, but the next writer's coming in and they don't want to use your, you know, your ideas or they don't want to have to deal with this certain thing. So make it sure that everything that's at the very end of this kind of wraps up in a nice little bow so that way we don't have to mention this again. They have to make like a generational cut, like what they did with the New 52. Yeah. You know, they have to say like this is a different age of comics where we're going to have to like re if you want to keep the same characters, redo them, but, you know, tell a different story or make them relearn different consequences. Just things like that, because um, 
it, it, it does need a, a fresh start. And I do think that the publishers just need to learn um, a lot from their mistakes. I don't think that manga is going to overtake the comic book industry. It's not like the comic book industry is going to go anywhere. But for people that read them consecutively, like we need a we need something different, mm-hmm. something different overall. Yeah, man, I want a what a nice comic book. I I I'm, you know what the funny thing is? I, so I have uh, I just realized I have Berserker just sitting in my inside my email box. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's a manga. I was like, what the heck is a Berserker? And I'm like, oh, it's no, no, a no, manga. No. It's Berserker, a mango. No, Berserker is a comic book. It's oh. a comic book made by uh, Keanu Reeves. It's Keanu Reeves's. Uh, which Isn't are, there a, a manga? called berserker it's yes, also a major also a okay sorry but they spell like, berserker in the comic book differently they leave out the vowels also it's it's <laughs> not berserker it's berserk yeah yeah sure <laughs> okay um you did mention this at the intro right. let's give a two minute thought on the loki finale why are you looking at me because you're the one that said it so you well, have to say put it. out this video i already put i'm putting out my video you said it was just gonna be youtube oh my god why okay loki <laughs> kind of upsetting that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> kind of upsetting it was good that's my thought there you go ending Let's... the show here thanks guys for watching wow. here that was, <laughs> that was anti-climactic. no so here's what we're gonna no, do yeah. guys so uh just like we said at the beginning of the uh, issue you can find us on keeping up with the nerds.com where you can have links to all our socials up-to-date videos on what's being released mm-hmm. and a timer that lets you guys know when the next issue will be going up with that said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, head on over and subscribe there. Click that notification button. Get us to 100 subs by the end of the year. We want 100. We want 150 subs by the end of the year. That should be the goal. 150 subs. Right. Now, thing yeah. we're gonna do is this. We're gonna start working on shorts for TikTok and Instagram. Granted, mm-hmm. they're not gonna be on a weekly basis because we have a lot of things to do, especially with Halloween coming, Christmas coming, and we're planning a couple other collabs with some other people. But keep an eye out on TikTok and Instagram for uh, Renee and I's thoughts on the final episode of Loki. We're actually gonna be talking about after this meet or after this issue. Uh, but yeah, there'll be like two minute videos, uh, reels, and we're going to do some stuff on there so you guys can interact with us more on Instagram and uh, TikTok as well. Because yeah. I, I get it, YouTube's like, you know, a different format and mm-hmm. it could be a little bit confusing to do all that. But yes, that will be a thing. Follow us, let people know uh, about us, you know, share us with, uh, with some other people. Uh, we'd love to have a bigger audience and, you know, we love you all. So thank you guys. Um, with that said, are we ready to wrap up this issue? Yes. Nick, do you have anything else to say? That's the code. <laughs> what code? You have to For wrap up phone. the issue. Oh, I was no, but I was. I thought you guys were going to go into more Loki stuff. No, we're, no, we're, we're do done. That. Yeah, we're going to do that in a like the shorts. Come, yeah. Nick. Sorry, I zoned out. <laughs> Sometimes when Brian talks, what was it again? Sometimes when Brian talks, you just kind of tune out. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen? Welcome a, back, Nick. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're gonna have to deal with him next week too. I won't. Oh, guys, just a little quick. I won't be here next week. For I will issue be on fifty-seven. Vac- if she's fi- for issue fifty-seven, I will not be here. I will be on vacation in Utah, guys. So the way that we wrap up this issue should be like: one nerd leaves, one dies. Issue fifty-eight will be like only two nerds left. <laughs> Nick, go ahead, take it away. Welcome to Thunderdome. All right. <laughs> Thunderdome, nerd. (laughs) This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 56. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. Renee. And recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank you to thank everyone to listen for listening. <laughs> 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 do you want to start over? I really do. 
I've got to keep that in the. <laughs> this has been Keeping Up with the Nerds, issue 56. My name is Nick Vallejo. Right. Renee again. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank everyone for listening to the issue and hope to see you all next time.